Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Meanwhile, they're fighting in front of the courthouse. You've got the Trump supporters and you've got uh, the Trump haters deciding that the smart thing to do is just, I don't know, punch each other in the face a few times because that's rational. Of course, it's ridiculous. As a matter of fact, the people who support Trump, I totally understand why they're there. You understand why they're there. What in the world is with this indictment? Trump, now look, I'm going to say it in a way um, that is is that needs to be understood. And, and, and I already have people uh, telling me that Stormy Daniels has a signed statement that this didn't happen. There was no sexual relationship between Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels. I'm telling you right now, I don't believe that at all. Here's what I think happened. I'll never lie to you. Trump banged a stripper. That's what happened. I don't know how to say it nicer. I don't even know what the polite way to say is this thing. Uh, Trump and his paramour were caught in flagrante delecto. Is that, is that, is that what it's called? In flagrante? In fra- it's one of those words. It's French. Uh, usually that means surrender. In this case, it means, uh, you know, there was something sexual going down. And then he paid her to stay quiet. Now, you can argue that in a multitude of ways. As I said, you can say that that's unethical. You can say that that's indecent. You can say that that's immoral. That ain't criminal. That's not criminal. The argument here, of course, as we've been hearing about this indictment and the conversations regarding the grand jury, is that Trump made a payment to Stormy Daniels via Michael Cohen, one of the worst people out there, and that payment is a violation of New York state election laws. The argument being that because the payment was made, it was trying to influence the election by keeping her quiet. And doing so is the violation. The money that was paid was put into column A in the ledger when it should have been put into column B. That's, that's what happened. It is a misplacement of where the payment went. I mean, that's that's the fundamental here. And Alvin Bragg, the district attorney, wants to turn that into a felony. Do you know how hard you have to reach for that? You gotta reach deep. Like silly deep. Like ignorant deep. Like stupid, stupid deep. In order to make that happen, in order to get that, you gotta reach in a way that is Well, not actually possible. Jonathan Turley, George Washington University Law, William Jacobson, Cornell Law, a host of others who will engage and state that this is a misdemeanor on every level. And to try and make it a felony is such a stretch that it boggles the mind. It is such a mind scramble that there are many who are questioning whether or not the judge will accept it. This is why Trump's team, and he has bolstered the team in the last 24 hours, are going to look for a motion to dismiss. They are going to look at the judge and go, and and I'm quoting here, come on, come on. That's what they're going to say. And that is, so we're clear, a super strong argument. Because this is very much a, come on, felony? Are you, are you not? If the guy's last name wasn't Trump, 
would this be a felony? And the answer is, of course not. Of course it wouldn't be a felony if, if his last name was Trump. You'd have to be out of your head to believe such a thing. The only thing happening here is the last name Trump. So he's going to go for the motion to dismiss. Now, the plan is uh, 215 arraignment and then the motion uh, to um, dismiss. And then Trump is going to head out the door, get on the plane, which they refer to as Trump Force One, which is well played. Well, if, if I had my own plane, of course, it would be Cats Force One. And the fact that I don't have my own plane is a sin against humanity. Very angry about it. And then he's going to head back to Mar-a-Lago, and then he's going to have a live event tonight where he is going to be addressing this. He is prime time event. You better believe everybody is going to be covering this. Absolutely, positively, everyone is going to be covering this. The, the press is acting like, oh, it's the Trump show again. Oh, you know, he wanted this. You know, he wanted the perp walk. He wanted that. Of course he did. Why should he have to be silent? You're attacking him. And you're attacking him utilizing the judicial system and saying we don't actually care about the idea of the rule of law. We believe that uh, Beria was correct. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Let's just get our guy. We couldn't get him with the first impeachment. We couldn't get him with the second impeachment. Maybe we'll go with this and we'll get lucky. Who the hell knows? It really is ugly. And it's why I've been stating that... um, it, it, it's one thing to think that, that, that Trump's a bad dude. You're more than welcome to do so. But if you think this is okay, you're, you're the bad dude. If, if you think that this is rational or reasonable or acceptable or valuable, you are the bad dude. You're the one who doesn't believe in the rule of law. You believe in the rule of personal tax and the rule of man. You believe in the mob. You believe that somebody could have a fever dream. We have to get him. 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 He slipped away too many times. He is such a threat to democracy, a threat to humanity. He must be destroyed. And you're willing to throw out everything. You're willing to throw out legal precedent. You're willing to throw out humanity. You're willing to throw out the rule of law. Uh, you're the problem. At that moment, you are the problem. Well, <laughs> not you. They. They are the problem. And we're aware of this. We see this. And it's so strange that the you know people will yell and scream at the Trump supporter. Oh, they'll believe absolutely anything. Dude, they're right in this case. The ardent Trump supporter is absolutely correct in this case. That your hatred of Donald Trump is meaningless. This is insane. And you're insane for doing it. You are out of your mind. That is 100% accurate. That is a thousand percent accurate. So now let's talk about this indictment. Never mind uh, the fights happening outside of the courthouse. The question is, what's in the indictment? And Trump is expected to speak from the courthouse hallway before the arraignment hearing. Uh, So understand they didn't allow cameras in the courtroom. They said no to cameras in the courtroom. 
but they have a camera outside the courtroom. And there is nothing that can stop Donald Trump from speaking to that camera. Of course he's going to talk to the camera. It, I'm sorry, are we taking bets? Are we taking bets? Where? Uh, what, what do we got? Hold on a second. I got cash. I got cash. What do, what do, what do we put? We just doing a dollar or are we doing the Mitt Romney 10,000? Whatever it is you want to do, I'm totally in. Of course he's going to talk to the camera. Of course he's going to say it's a miscarriage of justice. Of course he's going to thank his supporters. Of course he's going to talk about the people attacking him. Of course he is. Of course he is. This indictment, uh, according to sources, has 34 charges. And it's important to note that that number is an insignificant number right now. The number 34 could refer to the fact that what Alvin Bragg, the district attorney of Manhattan, did was take the 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 same charge, right, this improper moving of money, and let's say there were 34 ledger entries. He can create 34 charges out of that because it was the same mistake 34 times. He could decide to add some things in there about a woman by the name of Karen McDougal, who was another woman who was paid for her silence. That's also possible that it's in there. Is it possible that there's something in there that is just, oh my gosh, nobody saw this coming? I could see some people trying to spin it. I can't actually see it. Based on how much of this we know, certainly when it comes to a grand jury, you don't know everything. And I don't mind that we don't know everything about uh, what the grand jury does. I'd like it when the grand jury process is secret. That's, do you remember, it was just about a month ago in, in Georgia, they, they had the grand jury and you had the, 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 the four person, this woman who was this child, she was a child and saying, I really wanted a subpoena Trump so I could, because I was a four person and I could be like the one who swears him in and be like, do you solemnly swear? And he'd be like, I totally solemnly swear. And then we'd be like, that'd be so awesome. Like that's how she talked. It was crazy. But what people noted was you don't, you don't talk like this. You don't say what happens with a grand jury. This is, this is not the way you act. This is not the way to, to go about it. So the little the, the, the secrecy of the grand jury is something that I favor. And the little bit we know, it doesn't seem to be anything else but these charges. So they're going to talk about their 34 charges, and that's what we want to see what they are and are there any surprises in them. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think we're going to see many surprises in this. I think it's going to be what it is we already know. The same thing over and over again. Now, if Trump comes out, we're going to carry it. We're going to share every bit of it, every bit of that we can. I'm going to be happy uh, to do it. So uh, keep it here. Trump is being arraigned. He is at the court. This is going down, people. It's going down. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. And in that hallway is where Donald Trump is expected to speak. The hallway in front of uh, the courtroom. No cameras in the courtroom, but cameras outside the courtroom. And nothing stops Trump from, well, going in front of those cameras. Tony Katz, guys, good to be with you. 
833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Also, uh, you can comment uh, on Twitter, at Tony Counts. You can always do that. Um, and I, I'll, be, I'll be happy uh, to talk to you about it. There were a couple things uh, that I've been sharing that um, I thought were just, you know, truly stunning when it comes to how people have responded to Trump being indicted. And, and, and really this, this almost over, like, like believing that they're the good and decent people. If you favor this indictment, if you favor the, the, this, this attack, I don't know what makes you think you're good and and decent. It's, it is peculiar. And there, and there was this, from from MSNBC. Putting it this morning, it is the day of the dawn. A former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is going to stand before a judge and hear charges against him. He's not going to get the cuffs. Huh. It's been reported he's not getting cuffs. He's getting the kid glove treatment of what this would be. He's getting to go at his appointed time. He's going early uh, before the hearing. He could have done this over Zoom. Yeah. But that wouldn't be as good of a show. So he really is recreating the Trump show with this arrest, with turning himself in. It's just a repeat of the reality show. And it's a story. And I actually, you know, I'm torn on how to cover this because it is news. It is huge news. It's all that people want to talk about. People don't want to talk about the tornadoes that are ravaging one half of the country they want to talk about the ex-president having to go for his day in court yeah i love 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 the fact that at least jordan there is breathless oh my gosh i can't believe i have to cover this they are so happy they are so overjoyed that they get to cover this finally trump is back and we're gonna get ratings again and this whole idea oh he's getting the kid glove treatment do you believe that he won't even be in cuffs they don't want to have to cover it but they are literally salivating over the idea of a handcuffed perp walked donald trump that is man that is that is a weird weird flex that's nuts it shows how absolutely committed they are to the nonsense and it is a commitment to the nonsense they want this they love this they are overjoyed about this and when they claim my gosh i can't believe we have to can't believe we have to cover him again but you know trump could have done this by zoom you know but no he wanted the show listen carefully Trump's job in this is not to do it the way you want it done. You want him to lay down and take it. You want him to plead guilty. You want him to take the hit. And at the same time, you want the show. So do you not think that we see you? Of course Trump should go out there and engage. Trump shouldn't pay attention to any gag order, by the way, that comes his way. He's the defendant. He's allowed to say what he wants. Let them prove their case. They may have to be gag ordered. They may not be able to do X, Y, and Z, but he's the defendant. I don't care if he calls Alvin Bragg a punk, this, that, and whatever. I don't care if he makes fun of his memo. It doesn't matter to me. It's inconsequential stuff. 
And it's inconsequential because Trump is allowed to say, I'm innocent, come at me. If he thinks that's smart for his defense, now it could be smart to say nothing. Sometimes you say ungats. You don't talk. You don't share. You don't do it. You stay quiet. That's the right thing to do. That's the smart thing to do. You stay quiet, you don't make yourself the story, and you let the lawyers do their job. It's Trump. What do you think's going to happen? That's what I That's that's what I thought. But this we don't know if we want to cover the thing. Guys, all they want to do is cover the thing. All they want to do is cover this story. They're so incredibly excited. I have been discussing that there's something remarkably ugly in in all of this. Because what what should be discussed is the abuse of power here. And I only hope that Republicans are ready to deal with that once this case is either A, thrown out of court, or B... Bragg fails and the Manhattan DA's office fails in their charges and you get a a, a not guilty verdict. Based on the information we have without having the actual um, indictment in front of us, which we're still waiting on, I'm still waiting to see it. Based on what we know, there's no there there. As, I, as I've been discussing, uh, just, just if you follow lawyers like uh, Jonathan Turley, George Washington University, that, that pushing this to a felony is just beyond a, beyond a stretch. Beyond a stretch. Um, what's going to happen with Alvin Bragg? And what charges are going to be brought on Alvin Bragg? And when this is, is um, won by Trump, let's, let's say it is. Everything's possible. Once you go to court, you never know how it's going to play out. The um, once this 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 uh, happens, and Bragg loses, who's going to push to disbar him? You you think that's a weird thought? I think that's the most rational thought uh, that there is. The judge, by the way, is saying in the case thus far, because we don't have cameras in the courtroom, the indictment is of monumental significance. Well, if you want to talk about it being a first for a, a former president, well, yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you no. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll believe that wholeheartedly. I'll be down with you on that. What about Bragg? What about this district attorney? Trump is coming out right now. Is Trump going to make his way? Uh, being fingerprinted. Ah, and he just walked and out and then walked into uh, another room right there. Did Donald Trump, we thought he might come to the camera and make a, a, a statement. That has not happened as of yet. We'll see if he does. If he does, I swear to you guys, I'm going to bring you every bit of it as I can. What's going to happen with Alvin Bragg? What are Republicans ready to do? Are they prepared to say, look what you just did. Look what you just put the country through. Why are you still a lawyer? Now, you'd have to go about proving that he was uh, abusing his power, but I don't even think that's tough. And if Alvin Bragg can do this, do you really have to prove anything? Now you're saying to me, Tony, it's very tit for tat. 
Huh. Is that right? Let's talk about how one has to respond. We'll do that uh, coming up. This is Tony Katz today. You got to push back the way that they are pushing. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good uh, to be with you. TonyKatz.Locals.com, by the way. That's where you find everything that I'm doing. TonyKatz.Locals.com. You should you should check that out right away. Check it out immediately, if not sooner, in Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. That would also work for you. Uh, we got the, the, the brief glimpse of Trump. Got him there uh, as he was exiting uh, the, the, the courthouse. And there was a question of whether or not he was going to make a commentary or make a statement. I make a commentary, make a statement um, as he, he was leaving. That hasn't happened yet. Meanwhile, outside the courthouse, you've got people who support Trump and people who want to uh, viciously destroy Trump. And they would literally like to burn him in the streets. I understand why the supporters are there. Why are the other people there? You got the indictment. He's been fingerprinted. He's been booked. He's going to stand trial. Why are you there? Is anybody going to ask the question, why in the world are these people there? And the answer is, well, why do any of these people show up anywhere? They were. Do you remember, it was just a few days ago, they were going to have the Trans uh, Day of Vengeance a a very violent thought process, a day of vengeance. And they were going to have it on April 1st in front of the Supreme Court, and then they decided to cancel it for their safety. They're going to have a day of vengeance, but they were worried about their safety, so they canceled it. That's pretty damn funny. Um, You know that the people who are putting stuff like that together are the Antifa types. These are the people who just want to burn it all down. These are the people who scream punch a Nazi. Who's a Nazi? Well, anybody we say is a Nazi. We don't even know what a Nazi is. We can't spell Nazi. You know they spell it with a T-S. You know they do. Don't you lie to me. Don't you lie to yourself. They just want to punch people. They just want to hurt people. They just want to do damage. This is who they are. This is what they do. This is what they're all about. All they want to do is attack, destroy, attack, destroy, attack, destroy, attack, destroy. This, they are, they are, you know, um, you would argue that they're anarchists, by nature. The problem is is that they couldn't handle four seconds of anarchy. Actual anarchy? In actual anarchy, these Antifa people would be in the fetal position in a puddle of their own making, begging you to stop and screaming for their mother. No, what they do is they take advantage of the social contract. You, you often see this, oh, I'm going to get yelled at for this, but it's fine. You ever see those videos where there is a woman um, screaming at some guy? That's a sporting event. It's whatever. She's screaming at him. She's yelling at him. And he's like, I, I don't want any part of this. Just come on. Let's let's stop this. And then she'll start hitting him. And he, all he does is take the hits. That's because men have been told from the earliest parts of their existence, you don't hit a woman. You don't hit a woman. You absolutely positively don't hit a woman. The woman knows this and utilizes that as a reason to continue to go at him. We see this 
in the social contract about the people who block the roadways. They block the roadways because they're protesting, uh, I don't know what they're protesting, something environmental or something, whatever justice thing they've decided is somehow a problem today and they have to, they have to go about fighting it. They block the roadways because within the social contract, they don't care that they block the traffic, they know you're not going to run them over. And when you nudge them out of the way with your car, they're shocked. They are shocked. They are stunned. They can't believe it. How dare you try and run us over? In, in, in my beloved Indianapolis, when the um, Antifa Black Lives Matter people were doing this, there is video of them trying to stop cars going down a street, and they pulled weapons. They pulled weapons. And when the car backed up and... When it tried to go around them the other way, they ran to stop the car again. Weapons pulled. When I posted the video, I made no commentary to it. I made no editing to it. I said, this happened. Here's the video. Here's the, the, the marker in the video where you, where you can find it. Uh, I then got labeled suspected white supremacist. I checked with my rabbi. It turns out I'm good, but that's not the story. They wanted the fight. You were wrong for backing up and trying to drive around them. You would be wrong if you pushed them out of the way. They are stunned and they're shocked. How dare you do this? You block traffic in the middle of the road. You deserve to get run over. What is the argument here? You're special. You're important. You're people who want to utilize the social contract to break us down and attack us. Why would anybody show up at this arraignment of Trump. It's happening right now. Trump is being arraigned. He has been booked. He's been fingerprinted. There's going to be a motion to dismiss put forth by his lawyers. That's going to happen. And then he's going to head back to Mar-a-Lago where he's going to give a primetime speech. And you know that speech is going to be a doozy. By the way, has anybody counted how much money the man has raised from this? When I started, I talked about the fact that the political left always, 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 always overplays their hand. They overplay their hand every time and in every way. They overplay. It's who they are. It's what they do. They thought that indicting Trump would would stop his support. His support has doubled in terms of the voices there are people like myself, and I, and I admit this uh, very, very clearly. I, I talk about the fact that in 2016, when we talked about uh, Trump, what I said was, and I, and, I, and I discussed this on air, I actually wrote this letter. It was an open letter to my kids. I, I rarely talk about my, my, my family on air. It was the first time I ever acknowledged having kids, uh, I think, in print. And I said to my kids, here's my options. I've got Hillary and I've got Trump. I have 0% chance, a 0% chance of getting what I want with Hillary Clinton. It's impossible. It cannot be done. I cannot get what I want with Hillary Clinton. Trump, it's 50-50. It's a jump ball. Because I knew Trump wasn't a conservative, but I knew Trump wasn't Hillary. So I was like, you know what? I'm going with the odds like a rational person would. I'm going with Trump. And policy-wise, I did pretty dang well. I did pretty dang well. With Trump, I was very, very pleased policy-wise, and I would much rather have had Trump than Joe Biden. My gosh, I'm not insane. 
When I look at 2024, I do not say, well, I got to have Trump back. I say, okay, what are my options and what is the path to victory? So I'm one of the people who isn't like Trump ride or die. I'll take a look at all my options and I'll see who will get me the best chances to a general election victory. The one argument that I don't think Trump supporters are making enough, that I think is a really, really good one. If you take a look at the totality of votes around the states, there were very slim margins that Biden won by. Whatever, whatever you think about the election, just, just go with me on the conversation. Very slim. Very, very slim stuff. And, and you realize that didn't take much to get Trump a, a victory. It would not have taken much in these states based on the Electoral College. It just would not have. So that's an argument for Trump going forward. That's an argument for Trump uh, to take uh, into, into 2024. Other people believe the, the, the times are different, the baggage is different, go another direction. Leave that where it is. Leave that where it is for a moment. Even those people, which I could be in that group, recognize what happen, what's happening to Trump is criminally insane. And that's why he's raising millions of dollars. And that's why people who don't even want to be near this conversation are like, well, yeah. Yeah, tr- this, this is crazy. This is obscene. This is disgusting. This is despicable. You can't have any part of this. You can't want this. And they're being supportive of Trump. And that's why he is raising millions of dollars, millions of dollars. The left overplayed their hand. And part of the problem is that the left doesn't understand the subject. This was George Conway, whose claim to fame is that he slept with Kellyanne Conway. There's no other reason that anybody would care what George Conway has to say about anything. Listen to this. One of the things about this that's really quite remarkable is how the Republican Party has put itself in the position of defending a man who paid $130,000 in hush money to a porn star in the waning days of a presidential election and did that, you know, without compunction, did that. I mean, it would have been a scan. It was a scandal in and of itself. And yet they're they're completely inured to it. And the reason is because once you start admitting that Donald Trump does something that's wrong or does lies and does little things that are wrong or slightly bigger things that are wrong. You have to open up to the everything that you know he did that he lied about and that he was that you lied for him about if you're a Republican, pretended that didn't didn't exist. And that is the problem for the Republican electorate. I mean, people talk about we always hear discussion here about how, oh, the Republican Party, when is it going to come to its senses? Well, the problem here is you have millions of Americans who allowed themselves to be taken in by this man and. You see the problem? George Conway starts from the basis that he is the moral center. That's not the way it is. People will accept the fact that somebody's imperfect. And I would argue that Trump's imperfect. But were their lives better with him in office? And the answer is yes. Joe Biden is without question imperfect. Joe Biden is a questionable character at best. And by the way, while we're indicting people, where the hell is the Hunter indictment for lying on Form 4473 when he was able to purchase a firearm? 
He lied on a federal form claiming he didn't do any drugs and he bought a firearm. We know this for fact. This is nothing in the ether. This isn't a stretch like you're seeing from the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Why isn't he indicted? It's a rational question asked by rational people. And rational people recognize, oh, I don't like this about Trump or I don't like that about Trump. But what Alvin Bragg is doing and the Democrats are doing is criminally insane. George Conway can't see it because George Conway is not an intellectual. And I would argue that that even the concept of the intellectual has has lost all all meaning, sadly so. Uh, But what, what matters is that you're able to really separate out the two things and people like George Conway and the progressive left can't do this. There's this guy and then there's what's happening to this guy. I can argue that it's wrong to have uh, hired a prostitute if you want to argue that that's wrong. Uh, Admittedly, I'm one of the people who would be fine with legalized prostitution. Two people engaging in contract of their own free will, why the hell am I getting involved? But that doesn't make what Alvin Bragg is doing, what the political left is doing, that's insane. And therefore, I would support Trump over what it is they're doing. He can't see it. He cannot see it. And he sits there on MSNBC speaking to Joe Scarborough, who is, you know that show used to matter? Morning Joe used to be such an important show. Oh my gosh, it used to matter so much. And now it's just this, it's this clown show. Of Joe and Mika and screaming and craziness and what the hell are we looking at here? That show used to be the intellectual morning show. Fox and Friends, you know, was a little more red meat and a little more happy-go-lucky. Uh, and then uh, Morning Joe was supposed to be the, the intellectual rigor. That's all gone away. Gone. When you're having guys like George Conway on who engage this kind of commentary and don't, it's so obvious that he doesn't understand you, me, and we, and you and I are different. You and I can have very different views on Trump, but we understand this baseline that we are talking about, A, what is in our best interest, and B, what is in the nation's best interest, and C, the difference between right and wrong. He believes his emotions should govern the differences between right and wrong. We think the law should engage the differences between right and wrong. That's how we see it. If we take January 6th as an example, just as an example, just as a theory, I can admit clearly that it was a riot. I can say without question it was not an insurrection. If you scream that January 6th was worse than 9-11, you're crazy. You are a deluded soul. You're lost. You are deserving of the derision that you get. But look at how many people in the Eric Swalwell camp, when he's not farting on TV, who go about saying that. And how absolutely crazy they are. And then they have absolute hate and derision for us, for actually being able to say, wait a second, this, not that. Bad. Riots are bad. If, if, if we argue that Minneapolis riots are bad, if we argue that Portland riots are bad, a riot is bad. Now, some people argue, well, wait, what else am I supposed to do? I followed the, uh, the Declaration of, 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 of Independence, you know, and the long train of usurpations and everything else. Well, they, they wanted to make their voice heard, and they thought things were being stolen. I don't think this was the way to do it. You can't get me to be okay with it. I'll call it a riot. So we might even disagree about that. But 
Majority of people, okay, riot. Insurrection? Well, that's political and you're out of your head. You're out of your mind. We're able to do that. They can't. They think that somehow doing that is proof of the problem, that you didn't accept what we said from on high. <laughs> yeah, of course they don't accept what you say from on high. You're the kind of people who think that paying off a prostitute or a hooker or a stripper, or whatever we're calling Stormy Daniels today, constitutes a felony. And then you decided to indict Trump for that felony when everybody who knows anything will tell you it's a misdemeanor and it's over seven years. We think you're outside of the statute of limitations. And you're like, we don't care. And you think Americans, the problem is, is that we won't accept that we're taken in by a con man. Dude, who's performing the con right here? Outside the statute of limitations, turning a misdemeanor into a felony through a stretch that is so amazing you could only see it on the Fantastic Four. Who's con and who? George Conway. By the way, the greatest con is nonverbal climped. The greatest con is you, George Conway, getting news organizations to think that you have something to say and paying you for it. I'm Tony Katz. So the not guilty plea has been entered. Trump was not handcuffed and no mugshot was taken before the arraignment, which means there's going to be no mugshot. Now that, that I'm a little surprised by because I would have assumed they wanted the embarrassing photo. I would have assumed that they wanted that. A little surprising. Well, we assume we'll hear from Trump sometime soon. He said he was going to speak in the hallway, but it's back to Mar-a-Lago and the primetime address tonight. Oh, man, you know I'll be covering that tomorrow on radio, everybody. You know it.